We're coming in hot with inspiring guests, witty banter, and colorful commentary for today's veterans and military community. This is the Tango Alpha Lima Podcast. They call me crazy because I'm facing all my giants. They try to scare me into thinking I can't fight it. They tell me I should never even think of trying. But that's just me. I'm going to live out in defiance. I have no idea what Ashley is doing, but please welcome yourself to the Tango Alpha Lima experience, which included that, whatever she's doing with her shoulders and her arms. Get a movement. I'm getting, I'm getting, you know, I'm, I'm sitting down. I want to be outside. I want to be moving. All right. If you're not watching on YouTube, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank yourself. Okay. This is <laughs> May 10th. We have about four months left of 100 Miles for Hope. Uh, are you getting out there regularly? Heck yeah. I'm hitting the bike, the kayak, uh, stationary bike. I'm back at Orange Theory Fitness where I'm doing all my hip training. Um, I've been hiking. I'm doing all kinds of stuff. I'm very excited. My lofty goal is 500 miles. So I know that's super wild. And I know it's a bit extra, but it's pretty classic overachiever for me at this point. But for me, my why, my goals this year is to continue to improve on like my body and my health and my mental health. And both of those are definitely connected with exercise. So I'm pretty excited. So well, I'm not going to do 500 miles with the gas prices. I won't even drive that far. So yeah. I'm, yeah, you're going to, you're going to beat me out. Uh, and I'm excited because it's, you know, it's our birthday month. See there, I included you. I included Yay. you. Um, but we all know the big day is the 21st International Jeff Daly Day. And I invite all of you to eat cake and walk, not just one, two. What, how many miles should we do on International Jeff Daly Day? People can walk 29 miles for me. Yeah, that will be 29 this month. People can walk... Uh, not that many miles for me because we don't talk about such things. Uh, and walk a couple extra because I invite you all to have cake. Anyway, this is all topical for this month. Am I right, Ashley? We have uh, a story that's going to bring it all together. Of course, we always bring it all together. Anyway. So bring it all together. Bring it all together. <laughs> all right, so this month is national physical fitness and sports month. Uh, what's really great about this is that, um, this was started by the president's council on fitness, sports, and nutrition in 1983. So this advocacy month is really aimed at encouraging Americans to adopt healthy lifestyle. So thus with all of our alphas out there participating in hundred miles, Hope, kudos to you. Um, you know, this of course is one of the main goals we want to encourage our leisure family to get up and off the couch and be active. So this challenge in its sense, or it's challenge in itself, you know, is this midway point where, where like what, four months left. So uh, take a look at the leaderboard. Um, if you haven't joined, you still got time. Let's make it happen. You can visit our Legion website to see um, who's already maybe hit their hundred mile goal. I know that there are some people who are crushing it. We might want to like separate out those leaderboards because we know that some people aren't walking and running it. They're like riding it very different, but it's motivating nonetheless. So if you're still working on it, don't worry, there's plenty of time to make it. 
Um, you know, just 30 minutes a day of physical activity is not, it's not only going to help you make your 100 mile goal, but it has a lot of other great healthy benefits. And really? Yes, yes. What are so, they? So Ms. Holly dropped a list here from the one and only Cleveland Clinic. Ew. Shout out Ohio. Ew. Maybe anyway. one of the benefits is if you walk 100 miles in any direction, you might get out of Ohio. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, you've got jokes, everybody. You know what? You do make me happy, but I will say exercise makes me happy too. So endorphins release during exercise, reduce pain and boost pleasure, creating a general feeling of well-being and positivity. Almost the same as when I get to listen to your jokes, Jeff. You know, they're just so... They're like a natural painkiller to me, or they're just a pain in my ass. Either way, it works. So other things that the Cleveland, Cleveland Clinic mentions is it gives you more energy, promotes quality sleep, um, yeah. also getting outside, you get exposure to, you know, vitamin D and regulates your, you know, wake sleep cycle, which is super important because sometimes I don't get great sleep, but exercise helps, um, helps fight depression. I mean, that doesn't shock me at all. Even modern exercise, like a casual walk, yoga, or Pilates can, mm. you know, um, can help, right? Uh, let's see, what else do we have? We've got helps maintain strong muscles and bones. We've got reducing risk of cardio or chronic disease. So warding off type 2 diabetes and heart disease, for example. Make sure you're maintaining a, a neutral high blood, or, uh, blood pressure and cholesterol levels. Um, reduces pain. So for folks who have, say, you know, chronic low back pain, fibromyalgia, and other conditions that cause chronic pain, exercise is shown to help reduce that. I see you're sleeping on me. Also boost brain health. <laughs> Make sure that you're, um, you know, doing all the things that improve blood flow to the brain, reduce inflammation, stimulates production of hormones, enhance growth of brain cells. He's just falling asleep more and more on me. If anyone's watching the video, improves skin, so antioxidants to the body. I'm such a nerd about this stuff. It's super great. Also makes you more productive because that is one thing I rock at. While Jeff is sleeping, I am knocking out this list. Oh, and the last one, improves your sex life. What? Lead to a strong Wait, what? And improve whoa, 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 whoa. Which can lead also with... benefit you when it comes to your sex life. Lead with that. Lead with that. I'm motivated. I'm ready. I'm glad, That's the go. last one on the list. You can blame Miss Holly for that one, but let's go. Hey everyone, Jeff Daly's away. It improves oh. our sex life. That's all you need to say. All the alphas care about is that last one. Everything else is an unintended benefit. Improves your sex life. And if it's anything like mine is right now, I got to exercise and get ready for this. It is, this is that is Just revolutionary. I am so excited about this. I don't know if I can do the show. I got to go uh, walk or run or it probably improves your sex life because you look better. That's probably what it does. I you just want everyone, I want all of our alphas to note that Jeff was absolutely silent for about a laundry list of eight to 10 things. And then as soon as I mentioned a boost in sex life, this man just sprung alive. So if you have not seen the video, he like woke oh, up. Be careful. Don't say sprung. <laughs> well, darn. Uh-oh. Holly's going to edit us. But I do think that, that uh, some of these other things are, are beneficial as well. And so it's great that we as an organization are doing 
group exercise, not group sex life, because that would be weird. And I, I, I think this is a family that, show, Jeff. What are you doing here? I get it. Um, I get it. So let's get out there. It's 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 heart healthy, brain healthy. Uh, obviously important to me these days. Uh, sleep is awesome. All of the stuff is great. All the stuff, huh? All the stuff. All the all, all the things as Ashley would typically say. And uh, I'm glad you read the list because I would have been like, oh, it does this and then blah, 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 increases. So what? Um, so glad you read the list. The grown-up. Here for you, bud. Here for you. I appreciate that. So we are going to, whoop, I got, I got way lost here for a second. Um, we are going to be joined with uh, some special guests to talk about fitness and they are way more fit than I am and they know way more about fitness. So you alphas, if you want to be physically alpha, you want to hear from these ladies. Today, we'll be joined by Julia Waring and Rochelle Cannon, both of whom are ambassadors for 100 Miles for Hope. Julia is a civil engineer, uh, supervisor for the Army Corps of Engineers at Fort Meade, Maryland. She received a bachelor's degree in civil engineering from this place, what's it called? West Point in 2008, and a master's degree in contracting and acquisitions in 2012 from the University of West Florida. Julia served in Iraq at Fort Rucker, Alabama, and at Schofield Barracks, Hawaii. In 2013, her military career came to a close after serving as Army Lead Engineer Planner, Deputy of Chief of Staff of Engineers, Pacific Command at Fort Shafter, Hawaii. In 2014, Julia began competing in competitive bodybuilding and received her status as an International Federation of Bodybuilding Fitness Figure Professional Athlete in 2017. She won her second pro show and qualified for the 2018 Olympia. Since then, she has competed in the 2021 and 2020 Olympic Olympia, where she currently is 11th in the world. The world. The world, not the county. The world. You know what I'm saying? This is impressive stuff. Julia is, is certified as a professional train as a personal trainer and fitness nutrition specialist. She coaches lifestyle clients, mentors amateur bodybuilding competitors, provides uh, posing instruction, and serves as a motivational speaker for various fitness events and seminars. Rochelle is a prevention and wellness program manager at Maryland Physicians Care. She was a commissioned officer in the U.S. Coast Guard and was the first black woman to graduate, fourth black woman to graduate from the U.S. Coast Guard Academy. She's the fourth one, but first in our hearts. Uh, after graduation, she served six years active duty, then obtained her master's degree in health and fitness management. Rochelle has more than 20 years of experience well, in uh, health promotion, wellness, and personal training. She's a national board certified health and wellness coach, a certified work site wellness specialist, and a professional bodybuilder and physique competitor in the International Federation of Bodybuilders, the world-renowned IFBB 
professional league. Woo. I get winded just from reading their qualifications, so you know they're fit. We'll be right back with Rochelle and Julia right after the break. Howdy, folks. Y'all come on out. Get out of those recliners and join us for the 2022 100 Miles for Hope Challenge. The third American Legion Fitness Challenge will raise money again for veterans and military families in need. We've made big improvements to the 2022 Challenge. Monthly mini challenges with awesome prizes. Hey, department adjutants, department commanders, let's get some department versus department challenges and get it going. Let's go. This year, we've made it even easier to track your miles. We've made it even easier for friends and family to support you through donations to the Veterans and Children Foundation. My goal this year is to raise $450,000 for the Veterans and Children Foundation. But we need your help. Active and help support veterans and military families. Visit legion.org backslash 100 miles to register and learn more. Let's show the nation that we are Veterans Strengthening America. All right, Julia and Rochelle, welcome to the Tango Alpha Lima experience. How are you guys doing today? Great, thank you. All right. Well, you look good on you look good on camera. Uh, so soak in all of your confidence because Ashley's come in and she she brings that sixty minutes vibe. So you're gonna have to be careful with what she uh, what she's gonna corner you with. All right, Ashley, go ahead. Makes it sound so scary. Not that scary, I promise. So let's. So Julia, let's let's start with you. First of all, my notes and I'm super interested. Uh, I saw that you are an army or were an army engineer officer through United States Military Academy at West Point. Um, kind of give me a little bit of a rundown about you know, your, your service and how it kind of led you to you know, competitive bodybuilding. And then Rochelle, that is gonna be the question up on deck for you. All right. All right, yes. <laughs> so, yep, I graduated from the United States Military Academy at West Point, New York in 2008. It seems like it's been so long ago. Um, So I I got a bachelor's in civil engineering. So it just seemed like the right thing to do to branch engineers, right? Um, So I branched engineers um, in 2008, was in Iraq in 2009. So got very um, welcomed (laughs) in a good way, right? So went down range, um, led a platoon of um, engineers, mostly males, it was pretty. It was pretty pretty austere. Um, we were, you know, kind of outside the wire a lot, building up um, bases, joint bases that were did not exist. So between Iraqis, the Iraq and um, our infantrymen that was coming in, our infantry units that were coming in from the U.S. So we did that for. I was deployed for about nine months. I met them while they were already downrange. Um, so got out. Our unit was disbanded and. I was told I could go to Fort Polk or I could put in a request to go somewhere else. And I requested Hawaii and I ended up in Hawaii for the last three years of my service. I got out in 2013. So I didn't start bodybuilding when I was in the military. I didn't start bodybuilding until I got out of the military 
And what happened was, you know, when I got out of the military, I was so used to, to working out. I was so used to the, the competitive environment. Um, I ran track through college, um, so I ran collegiate track. Um, got out, you know, we had to wake up every morning, do PT. You know, we were always being physically challenged. And then I got out of the military and I was like, what do I do? Like, <laughs> I need to be physically challenged, right? So I actually started off just got a trainer, somebody that could push me because I've always lifted weights, lifted weights my entire life, started lifting when I was 14 years old. So I'd always lifted weights. That wasn't anything new to me. So I um, hired a trainer, just somebody to motivate me and push me. Um, I actually started off running 5Ks and realized I really didn't like running a long distance that much. Nothing really changed from when I was in the military, right? Um, and then something pretty tragic happened in life. My, my grandfather passed away and he raised me um, and I was in, you know, kind of a dark place and I was just looking for something to release that pain. And my, my trainer was like, let's train for a bodybuilding show. Right. I was like, okay. It gave me something to really focus my efforts on and just, um, just got my mind off what was going on in, in life period at that period of time. Um, so we started um, training for my first bodybuilding show in 2014, and I already had a good base, right? So I've been lifting weights all my life. So I had a good foundation, uh, went in novice as first time competitors, and I won first place. And I was like, I love this. This is so exciting. Um, so honestly, I mean, it was just off from there. You know, I was, I'm blessed with great genetics. I've had great people um, on my journey to kind of help de develop me and teach me the sports. Um, so yeah, we're in 2022. I've been to um, three Olympias. I went pro in 2017 um, and just been able to use that platform and just, you know, just being a pro in general, because Rochelle, she's also a pro, to, to build our platforms and, and be able to do things um, like this, podcasts, seminars, um, just really be able to speak even within the military community. Um, so that's all of it in a, you know, in a quick rundown from going to West Point to kind of where I am now in the bodybuilding community. And I still work for the Army as a civilian engineer. So um, transitioned pretty well out of the military. So I was blessed to be able to do that. that sounds fantastic. And I see you're, you're repping a 100 miles for Hope shirt. So kudos. Yes. So, so Rochelle, so we'll, we'll kind of talk over to you because I, I was listening to your bio and I was really impressed. I was like, whoa. U.S. Aww. Coast Guard Academy, high speed. We got another high speed gal over here. Oh, nice! Watching it. So, so like, tell us a little bit about your story. How you how you got involved and how you become a you know a national board certified health and wellness coach. Like, you're doing all kinds of great stuff. Thank you. You're really kind. Well, interestingly, I I had my mindset on going to West Point because um, growing up, so my my grandfather uh, was a World War II veteran. Uh, he's an optometrist in the uh, army. And then my dad is a retired um, army reserve officer. And he just took the family on a field trip one day to West Point. I grew up in Connecticut. And so there's an easy drive over there. And I was like, this is awesome. And it's a free education and a guaranteed job. You know, Julia knows the party line that they sell <laughs> you, right? Guaranteed job for five, at least five years afterwards. So I, that's where my mind was set on going. And then it was a couple Coast Guard Academy recruiters that approached me at um, some event that was happening at an area high school for any high school kid interested in going to a military academy. And um, I just, I love the water. I love to swim. And uh, I just was really impressed with learning about the mission of the Coast Guard. And I liked that it was a peacetime mission. Um, 
a lot, although they do have drug interdiction, they have a migrant interdiction. Uh, if when there's an oil spill, it's the Coast Guard who goes to clean that up. So anyway, I just was really, so it was very hard. I got accepted into both academies, but I ended up going Coast Guard. And it, for me, I actually was still in the service when I got introduced to bodybuilding. So while I was like Julia, I was an athlete my whole life. Um, I did track and I did track. I was on the swim team. I did three types of dance. So being physically active was a normal part of life. Um, but like Julia said, when you're no longer within that structure, and even though I was still in the service, as long as you just met the height weight requirements, there was, and I wasn't in um, a lot of jobs in the Coast Guard that required a certain amount of physical agility. So um, I just, I was wearing the military uniform one day that um, has a skirt. Someone suggested that my cat hop in the picture. Um, and then I, uh, <laughs> Uh, said, hey, you got big calves. You should do bodybuilding. I said, you're crazy. There's no way I could do that because I perceived that I was not big enough, even though I was very embarrassed about having a naturally muscular body. So like Julia, I had the foundation, but I just was like embarrassed and wanted to always hide my body. So um, I was told, no, there's you can fit in just fine. So someone took me under their wing, uh, a health service technician on base who also was a bodybuilder and trained me for just two months. And I had a very positive experience. And uh, I forget how much older <laughs> Julia I am. I graduated from the academy back in 1996. So it was 1998 when I competed in my first bodybuilding competition uh, and back then we didn't have the category that Julia competes in um, but yeah I just again I had a very positive experience and um, I took a few years off when I went to go to grad school and then got back into it I did earn my pro card in 2004 in a different organization but I chose not to accept it for lack of better words because I just felt like I wanted to explore other organizations. And uh, so then I eventually found my way um, to where I am now. Uh, again, I took another big, uh, took about five years off. And then in 2019, I came back. And that's when I won my um, pro card in bodybuilding and physique. Uh, and I, I want to just wrap it up and say that uh, it was really like a for lack of better words, a lifesaver for me, and pardon the pun of the Coast Guard, lifesaver, right? It's uh, the, the field and sport of competitive, of competition really helped me to feel accepted for my genetics and it helped me have self-acceptance and positive body self-image because I, I didn't have that before then. Before it was, I wished I you know, was thin and uh, like the commercials say, do these exercises, you'll have long lean looking muscles. I'll never have nice long legs like Julia has. Uh, you know, I'm only five one and a half and you're, you know, you have different body structures. So it's just, uh, as I feel fortunate, just like Julia said, to have had a lot of mentors, really good positive mentors along the way that helped also make sure that my mind 
was balanced and in a good place so that, um, you know, so that pendulum doesn't swing so far in another direction that you have an unhealthy obsession with competing and body image. So um, that's, that's it in a nutshell. And uh, it was actually my very last job in the Coast Guard running their health promotion and wellness program uh, that really got my interest in the health and wellness field. And so um, I got my master's in the health and fitness management and just, I did six years total and got out because I was like, this is my passion. And so that's where I, that's how I am where I'm at today uh, as a prevention and wellness uh, program manager for a Medicaid organization. That's fantastic. I have always had this uh, profound feeling where, you know, serendipity, like the world just kind of leads you on the path that you least expect, right? There's always that resistance, right? We all have that part of our journey where we're like, oh no, but I think I really want to do this. The next thing you know, like the world just kind of turns, you pivot. There's nothing wrong with that pivot because when you go with it, you find you find that passion and that purpose and that continued service, right? And I think it's I think it's incredibly powerful for both you and Michelle, or excuse me, Julia and Michelle. Like you both are, you're just you're trailblazers, and you're really, um, you know, inspiring. I'm sure other women who want to, you know, partake in the sport, because I'm sure there are plenty of folks who, you know, will go, oh well, just as, as you showed, said, Michelle, like, oh, I don't, I can't do that. I don't, I don't know if I can do that, right? And, I think you both are just these these role models. Look, look at what you can do and look at the body positivity I have because of it. So it's incredibly powerful. And I appreciate both of your journeys on this and uh, really sharing it with our alphas, our audience here, because, you know, I, I like to pick heavy things up and put them down. I'm not on your level, but <laughs> I appreciate it, especially as we're in, you know, National Physical Fitness and Sports Month. I think it's important that folks know that here, here are some really great options, and I'll, I'll toss it over to Mr. Jeff Daly. Oh, I was wondering. I didn't know. Um, <laughs> well, my friends, uh, not everyone can be like us and compete at such an elite level. You have no idea what it takes to carry around this COVID gut. So uh, <laughs> I've, I've been really training so that I could walk around. Um, but it's true. You guys are are really on another level and how do uh superheroes without capes encourage us mortal folk to uh really get out there and get things done in programs like 100 miles for hope and i'll start with the the t-shirt bearer julia um to talk about that you want to stand up and show everybody the logo for a second look at that whoop whoop all right. And they have until September 5th to get in the 100 miles. So it's not too late to join the show. All right. So how, what do you do out there to en encourage folks? So, I, you know, along the way with bodybuilding, you really learn a lot, like a lot about nutrition, a lot about how the body works, um, the mental strength that you learn. I mean, you learn so much. So I've been able to use everything I've learned on my journey to pour in other people. Um, and I, I like to um, pour into a lifestyle clients a lot. So not even just competitors, just the normal person. Like, I, what do I do to just start, right? What do I do to just start? And that's the thing, you just need to, to start. It's not about going on this really quick diet. It's not about all of a sudden you're in the gym five days a week. It's just starting. Um, so 
it's starting with small adjustments, having someone to help lead the way, just starting to move, right? Go walk every day. And, and maybe you're starting off with 10 minutes and maybe, you know, you increase over time. But what it comes down to is the why, right? Why are we doing this? It's not because we want to look, I mean, we want to look good on stage. Don't get me wrong. You know, you want to win. Um, but it's not about just looking good. It's about your health, right? Your internal health health. And I get on my mom all the time. She's one of my clients, you know, every at the beginning of every year, she's like, I need my meal plan and my workout plan. But it's about longevity. It's about, you know, being able to play with your grandkids. It's about getting off those um, specific medicines that you're taking. Um, it's about helping to relieve the pain of arthritis and things of that nature by getting those joints moving. It's about um, strengthening your heart by actually doing cardio and doing things that um, allows your heart to work harder. Um, so it's about finding the reason why, you know, and I feel like once you figure out why that you need to do this, then it helps you to to start that journey. Um, so that's that's kind of the the motivation I want to give is, you know, it's not about looking a certain way. It's about feeling good and it's about longevity and it's about just having a healthy inside um, first and foremost. So that would be my motivation for the masses is finding your why. What's your why? Perfect. Uh, I, I, I asked that about um, just about every aspect of my life. Uh, the motivation is the why. Um, all right, Rochelle, you're up. Uh, how would you encourage us mere mortals to embark on this path of embitterment? Sure. Uh I have to say most of the things that Julie said, absolutely. Um, you know, in the field of health and wellness coaching, we are taught about, uh, of course, motivational interviewing. And part of that is eliciting from someone, like Julie said, what is your why? Um, what, what is it that I, I would also, so what well, I would ask someone or encourage, as you say, a mere mortal to do, is to think about what on a scale of one to 10, where, you know, one is the least um, confident, 10 is the most confident, where you find yourself at least at a seven, what do you feel most confident that you can do, that you want to do on a consistent basis? And do that. So specifically, if, uh, if a doctor says, oh, you should do, you should go walk, but let's say in your heart, you, you remember, you know what, I really used to, used to enjoy when I did strength training or I, uh, you know, went bicycle riding, right? If that's something else, so if there's thinking about what it is that you really enjoy doing, you've got to really enjoy whatever the, that physical activity is. So, uh, People assume that you have to run or even that you have to walk. And walking, of course, is easy, um, but it, it can be anything else that uh, involves getting your heart rate up a little bit, but most importantly, that you enjoy, that you feel confident, at least a seven out of 10 on, that you will do on a consistent basis. And also find out who in your network, your support network, can be there for you either physically alongside you or virtually alongside you. Maybe it's just uh, a weekly text or phone chat to check in with you uh, because some people need that partner or that accountability. So, uh, and I, 
probably the most important thing. Second thing, uh, in addition to finding your why, like Julia said, is um, understanding that you are worth making yourself a priority and making time for yourself to do that physical activity. So, so many times we're putting other people's needs or requests ahead of ourselves. Uh, and I know that can be challenging, uh, especially if you're a parent or if you're a caregiver, uh, but knowing that when you make your health a priority, once you've done that, you are so much better at being there for other people. So uh, I also would encourage people to, if they can do it in the morning when you get it done and out of the way. So you have nothing else that can uh, come in the way of you getting your, uh, whatever it is that physical activities that you wanna get done. I know for me personally, nine times out of 10, if I don't get that workout done in the morning, it's so easy for other things to pop up and occur. And then next thing I know it's, six o'clock at night and I have zero motivation to do anything physical. So, but if you're a person who's not a morning person, it's finding a time that is, uh, that you know that you can set a healthy boundary and say, this is my dedicated time. So it could be two in the afternoon. It could be five or six o'clock at night. So um, I'm sure Julia, you probably get asked a lot too. Well, when's the best time to exercise? And my response is, whenever you know that you're going to consistently do it and you're gonna honor that time as yours, just as though you would honor someone else's time. All right, well, I'm gonna give away super producer Holly's secret. Her movement is knitting, so maybe I should pick that up and, uh, and do that. She's gonna kill me later, but let's move on. Uh, what would you say are the benefits of uh, an event like National Physical Fitness and Sports Month or entire organizations coming together to, to do things like the American Legion is doing with 100 Miles for Hope. What do you think the benefit of that big group aspect is? You want to start, Julia? Sure. Stay consistent? Accountability. I think that's one of the big things is, not, is that you're not doing it by yourself. You're doing it with a group and you can have you can have fun with it. So accountability, the, the fact that you're doing it for a, a purpose, right, to benefit the veteran and the, the military children community. Um, I think that is a great reason um, why it's good to come together and do those fundraisers. So accountability, have fun with it. Um, and not even just accountability within yourself. When you post online, like, hey, everyone join me. Not everybody online is like, okay, <laughs> we're going to join you. So you got accountability from the whole social media world, right? Um, so I think those are the biggest things. And um, just, a, you know, a, a, just community is always good. Coming together as a community. Then you meet other people. And then, uh, then once this is over, now you maybe have a battle buddy or accountability partner that can go walking with you, you know, year round. I, I know when I was at home with my mom and I was actually walking with her, she was on it. And as soon as I left, she's like, well, I don't have anybody to walk with me anymore. You know, so um, meeting people, networking, forming relationships um, with with physical fitness as the foundation, I think it's just going to help benefit everyone in the end state. All right, Rochelle. I think it's a way for people to realize they are having fun, but improving their health um, without even knowing it. So um, having 
what we call smart goals, specific, measurable, action-oriented, realistic, and time-bound, right? So we have a goal, 100 miles, right? But what's great is while we're focused on achieving those 100 miles, unbeknownst to us, we may have just helped lower our cholesterol. We may have just improved our HDL and our cholesterols, that, that particular number. Um, we may have improved our blood pressure numbers. So I think events like this are great because you're getting a lot of bang for your buck. And sometimes I think when you're focused on fun and doing an activity with other people or doing with you, it takes maybe the pressure off of, oh, I've got to lower my blood pressure. I have to lose an inch off my waist. So instead of focusing on that, let's focus on fun. And the next thing you know, wow, look what I accomplished. And that can be enough motivation to keep going and continue that healthy habit and lifestyle. Well, it's interesting that you say that because I I do believe in focusing on what you can directly control. So if you're saying you have to lower your blood pressure, there's no lower your blood pressure action that you can take. You need the ingredients for that success or the things that you can directly control. So uh, I agree with you. I don't live it, unfortunately, but I do agree with you. All right. So if I was going to do things right, I would do exactly what you're saying. All right. Uh, Ashley, got a follow up? I, it's just kind of more, more of a comment. And I think this is accurate, but is it 21 days to form a habit, especially with going to the make or break a habit? Yeah. Yep. Break. Uh, I, I have to say, just with also participating in 100 miles for Hope, I made a pretty lofty goal of 500 miles. Um, yeah, I know, right? So <laughs> he's flat on my face. <laughs> <laughs> Julie's face is like, <laughs> okay, Whew. over the top. Um, You're hard pressed to get me to drive that long. I mean, that's just a long time. Long it's time. it's less miles from where in DC back to Cleveland, which is wild to me. But um, I, I think that you know, what we're doing with the hundred miles of hope is is nominal especially for our at large community and having you both on here to to share that you know we can do this and we can continue to improve upon ourselves every single day it's about carving out that time putting yourself first um i've recently been on an airplane and you know the whole the whole spiel where they say make sure you put the oxygen mask on yourself before helping others this is very true about our health. And I, I do wholeheartedly believe that um, we have to be able to take that time for ourselves. So I really appreciate you hitting home that message and your continued service and, and, and showing people that it can be done and they can achieve their SMART goals. Um, so, you know, I, I wanna ask, uh, as far as the 100 Miles for Hope activities, are there certain activities that you're, you're looking forward to? Are you gonna try new things? I know I told myself I was gonna try and kayak a few, some of these miles. I was gonna try and, you know, cycle more, uh, but is there anything that you're gonna, gonna do while accomplishing your 100 miles that you may have not have thought about doing before or want to do? I don't know if you heard about the stereotype with bodybuilders. <laughs> Well, at least most bodybuilders. We're not, we don't like doing a lot of cardio, right? So <laughs> I have my, <laughs> I have my specifics. Um, and especially when I'm going to prep, it's really easy because you're doing cardio anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour a day. But for me, it's really just a stepper because I get a lot of bang for my buck on the stepper as far as um, increasing the heart rate. 
Um, I have a treadmill in my garage. So I literally just roll out of bed right onto the treadmill. Um, so that's easy for me. <laughs> There's a cycle class at my gym that I really enjoy and that I try to go to once a week. It, you know, it's really live. And then also just teleworking. Um, a lot a lot of times I'll take a break, go outside for a walk, and especially since the sun's out, get some vitamin D in. So for me, it's going to be, you know, walking, stepper, and um, cycling are my three cardio favorites. Okay. What about you, Michelle? Uh, so uh, just like Julie said, the stepper, and I actually invested in one to have in my home so that I could eliminate any excuses or reasons not to get it done. Um, so yeah, the, uh, stepper, uh, and I'll do uh, some typical gym equipment. I'll continue to do, you know, elliptical arc trainer type of things, but the, the la the third thing I'll say is swimming. So, um, I have the water resistant Fitbit and I like that it can count laps. So, uh, one of the gyms I belong to has, you know, lap pool. So, I'll use that to accomplish some of my mileage. I love it. I, I love the I'm gyms. Have to invest. Oh, uh, sorry. Julia gets it. Sometimes you, I never thought I would belong to more than one gym. But what? I Four would. gyms? <laughs> well, well, in Maryland, Gold's Gym in Maryland, you can buy like for $30 a month, you can go to all their gyms. So one of my gyms is on the way to work in Fort Meade. There's one that's 10 minutes from my house, one direction, and there's another one that's 10 minutes in the other direction. And then on Fort Meade, I have access to a gym. So it's convenient. It's convenient. Okay. We never have an excuse of why we yeah. can't work out. I just feel like I got to get one. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm feeling kind of bad about myself. I have a gym myself. in my garage. <laughs> okay. I appreciate that. I'm, I've just been doing, I've been working out at Orange, uh, what is it, Orange Theory Orange Fitness. Theory? Doing a lot of, yeah, I've been doing a lot of HIIT training. Uh, but I'm just coming back from a, a wrist injury. I decided to do some extreme sporting. So I've just been, oh, uh, went snowboarding. I, clear. I went snowboarding. Okay. Um, and uh, the mountain won. So, <laughs> the mountain won. <laughs> I've finally been cleared to exercise again and start doing more um, weightlifting. So I'm excited. Um, but in the meantime, I've just been cycling. Anything I can do with my legs, I've just been moving. And I just, you know, recently got fully discharged from my physical therapy because I'm like weeks and weeks ahead of, of progress, which is like, that was goals for me. Like I want to be able to use my dominant hand and be able to you know ride my motorcycle or cycle or do all those things. So it's like that why, right? And I think a lot of folks will resonate with that as they're listening, um, but finding that why is so important. It's so important. And I'm excited for hundred miles for hope, um, but I'll, uh, I'll let right. Jeff. What? Well, we had something I thought Esther was going to do it, but um, we're going to allow Rochelle a moment. Um, the questionnaire that you sent into Holly, you might, you might recognize these words. My maternal grandfather, whom I adore, duh, was a past commander of American Legion. Say it for me. Cyphery. Post number two in Bristol, Connecticut, uh, where I was born and raised in 1981. He received the Herbert L. Emanuelson Trophy for being the individual legionnaire who has rendered the most outstanding overall contribution to community service. So apparently your excellence is generational. Uh, tell us a little more about your grandfather. Yeah, he was uh, very 
active in the community growing up uh, to the point where I know it drove my mother crazy um, <laughs> because she just, you know, I always had to hear about it. And, you know, she just, uh, anyway, he just, he was very active in the community and, uh, you know, while he couldn't drag her along to a lot of things, it was convenient to drag me along for lack of better words, since I was a little girl, which, you know, that relieved my mom, you know, for a little while. So, you know, here's uh, babysitter grandpa. And, but for me, it was just such special time to be with him. Uh, and he also belonged to the American Legion. He was also one of the uh, leaders at our local synagogue. So uh, he just really believed a lot in raising money, of course, um, for different organizations and volunteering his time. And so I think just, I was able to absorb that and observe it with not even really realizing it, you know, as a child, it's like, oh, this is fun. So we, there would be the local mum parade and um, for Kiwanis, right? Cause he's part of the Kiwanis club. We would sell peanuts. So we're, you know, he's pushing me in the grocery cart, right? And we're, and I'm wearing the little hat too. And, you know, we're selling peanuts to people along the way. So um, a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, happy memories, but it didn't really hit me till I got older. And when he passed away and we cleaned out his house, I couldn't believe the amount of plaques and stuff that he had. And, you know, it's not so much that he had several plaques of accomplishment it's what was written about how much he dedicated his time and how much service meant to him beyond being in the military so once he retired as an optometrist from uh, the army and thankfully survived world war ii he just continued that life of giving and service so um you know i can only hope that by the opportunities that Julie and I've been given and maybe even just our presence, we ran into each other at the gym this morning, which is awesome. And, you know, hopefully when people see that we're, we're focused and dedicated, hopefully that um, can translate to somehow indirectly service to others to say, you know what, here's permission. You have the permission again, to make your health a priority because then you have the stamina to do other things and volunteer your time. Well, that's awesome because, uh, and I'm gonna let you guys know, this is a historic moment. This is the first time we've ever had a shout out done by a guest. Yes, you are You are now in the record books, Rochelle. Uh, I wanna thank both of you. Uh, I, I joke around, but I, I really do feel a little more inspired to, uh, to step up my game a little bit. Uh, the bands that I've had from COVID lifting those are, they're, they're getting tired of, might need some iron in my life. Um, and I have you two to thank for it because I don't want to lose an arm wrestling competition to you when I meet you. Although probably it'll happen. Uh, thank you so much on behalf of Ashley and super producer Holly and eventually our editor, Jarek. I'm going to thank you and appreciate you. And I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. And you can wave to your friends and family and who are all going to be watching us on YouTube, I'm sure. Okay. And for the alphas, stay there. We're not done.
We're going to be right back after this message. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Family and community engagement. The American Legion meets the unique needs of local communities. We are veterans strengthening America. We are the American Legion. Oh, Ashley, I am worn out just listening and to those ladies and and their motivation. I I don't know what to do. More How cardio? About you? Huh? More cardio. <laughs> More cardio. Uh, More cardio is the answer. So we got we got to uh, blow through this rapid fire because uh, she's a member of four gyms and I'm a member of zero and I got to go shopping. I got gym shopping to do. I got four more. Very very impressed with the caliber and the accomplishments of these two women. Just outstanding, both in their service and in their continued professions. So super high speed. I feel motivated. I'm excited for my gym uh my gym class tonight so let's let's rock and roll let's wrap all right we're gonna try to do this with more cardio we're gonna make it super duper rapid pew 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 pew. rapid fire we only have two we should be done with this each the rapid fire one it's a video entitled what happens at each u.s military boot camp i purposefully did not watch this Wanna know why? I got my own take on all this. But if, if if you have opinions on this, go ahead right now and I'll fill in my my thoughts. No? You need okay? No. There's basically one boot camp, and that is the United States Marine Corps, where you earn the Eagle Globe and Anchor. The Army has, you know, they have a decent thing. They they make grunts, so. They start them off and, and get the thing done. In the Navy, you get your sea legs. Uh, it's not quite a cruise, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's good. I've actually heard the Coast Guard is really, really tough. Really tough, actually. Um, the Air Force, I think we've discussed before or in the future, I don't know which, that they have uh, bean bags and iPads and pod chairs. Uh, yep, we, we talked about that. So I, I don't call that boot camp. I call that uh, orientation. I call it orientation. College orientation. Yep. <laughs> and Space oh, Force. Here's your packet. Space here's Force. Your packet. I don't think they were involved in this video. I think they're too new mm-hmm. to have been in this video. But mm-hmm. uh, I imagine Space Force is like Air Force with less gravity somehow. They're all smart. They've figured it out how to turn off gravity. So uh, that's my take on what happens at each U.S. military boot camp. If you went to boot camp and you're listening to this show and I have offended your boot camp, I want to hear about it in a comment and I want you to tell me how it really is. I want you to tell me that the Air Force did not give you surf and turf. They gave you a choice, surf or turf. You didn't get both. It was brutal. So go ahead and let me know your boot camp experience, and I will apologize or laugh at you more on a future uh, episode. Oh. Anything, Ash? Take a, a deep breath, <laughs> stretch. I <laughs> do like a nine-inning nine stretch. All right. 
Here we go. This one's for you. I'm going to get all the feet, get your feels ready. Okay. Rapid fire number pew pew two. All right. Child with serious heart conditions goes through mini boot camp, mini boot camp to become a Marine whoop, for a day. All right. 13 year old boy with a serious heart condition was able to realize his dream and become a Marine for a day. After graduating as the guide from an abbreviated boot camp organized by Marine Corps Recruit Depot San Diego and the Make a Wish Foundation. That's nice. I know. I'm Very sitting nice. here. I'm trying not to choke up. Adorable. I love it. You're having just such a great time. Isn't this great? I love it. That's it. That's it. I, I She's it. overtaken I by the feels. Uh, I love the feels. So I want to make sure uh, this Make a Wish is Make a Wish is really gr great. They they give uh, kids great experiences. Um, I'd never heard of this one before, uh, and uh, I just think that that's uh, if that's what that kid wanted to do. I think it's absolutely amazing and thankful to Make-A-Wish Foundation and the Marine Corps Recruit Depot in San Diego for making it happen. Yes. Uh, I encourage me. anyone to, to open the link and just look at the photos. He is in front with his own like his uni like uniform and he's holding the, the guide on and it's 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 adorable. It's great. And I'm I'm just glad that his uh, if you're in the Make a Wish Foundation, your uh, situation is not great. But I'm glad that he was able to have this experience. And uh, so I just want to thank everybody involved for helping that child out and for giving him the opportunity to be the best in Eagle Globe and Anchor Bear. All right. So is that it? That's it. That's rapid fire. We're done. And you know what? I want to thank everybody uh, for joining us today. And I want to have Ashley help us get out of here. Sure. So as per usual, folks, don't forget to subscribe to the Tangle Alpha podcast, YouTube, Apple podcast, Spotify, or wherever you consume your podcast. Please leave us a review and give us a big old five-star rating so the world knows how much you love us. Uh, in addition, if you do have a guest recommendation or would like to recommend yourself, go to legion.org backslash Tango Alpha Lima and click on the suggest a guest link. We'd love to hear from you and your recommendations so we can have awesome folks on the show. Oh, sorry. Let's uh, let's uh, work together out there, people. Uh, we need to build this alpha team. I'm sure you know someone with the attention span to listen to a podcast and the confidence to take that conversation to the military and veteran community. Share the Tango Alpha Lima experience with someone today. And with well, that. Share the Legion post. Uh, what? No, got a TV. You just put up our YouTube channel and uh, just let it cycle through. Well, that would be exciting. Except yeah. uh, except for the non-family friendly stuff that I spewed earlier. Oh, All right. With that, I declare season three, episode 104, mission complete.